Hello, and welcome to Positive Minds. My name is Rob. And my name is Mark Hill. Well, our goal here is to create a community where we individuals can feel comfortable speaking on their experience. Sorry. Our goal here is to create a community where individuals can feel comfortable speaking on their experiences and emotions and realities. We hope to focus on the topic of mental health and the benefits that could be gained through this building healthy outlets when dealing with these topics. And on the other hand, <clears throat> we hope to build a community of um, financial literacy and savvy individuals who help to grow each other towards a better future. We're honestly just working on building a healthy community where we can all come, grow physically, emotionally, mentally, and financially. So all in all, our goal is personal growth through mental health um, or to, through mental and financial clarity. So, this go, uh, for the, so for this first go around, we're just gonna dive into a bit of a Q and A. Uh, Rob is gonna go up first. Mm -hmm. My boy, uh, what part of the country are you from and what was it like growing up? So originally I'm from, actually I'm actually from Africa, if I, to be quite frank. But I grew up on the East Coast Boston to be specific and to be honest it was it was a little jarring like coming from Africa into probably one of the most in-your-face states I guess or towns I kind of had like a wake-up moment you know where people would kind of just like say it say it like it was and if they didn't like you they didn't like you they would tell you you know what I mean so literally my first year had an old woman literally called me the n-word and just like berate me like crazy 10 years old nine years old didn't even know what the hell was going on so yeah <laughs> it's wild man yeah all right um i'm from detroit michigan um i spent part of my life in detroit and i spent a couple years in flint michigan i have family out there um i always like to tell people man detroit raised me and flint made me um Michigan in, in general is just a it's, it's an interesting state, but Detroit and, and Flint, man, they are they have cultures of their own, um, and it'll take a whole episode of a podcast to go into it, man. But what was it like for me growing up? Uh, came from a split household. Um, sports was was emphasis. Um, academics was emph academics was uh, was an emphasis as well, but. Um, I'm sure you know, growing up black, that we 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 kind of put more emphasis on um, sports because of our athletic ability. Mm -hmm. um, so it was it was crazy, man. Detroit murders sure. here in like murder, murder capital, man. Uh, Flint is just as bad, it's smaller, so it's probably a little worse. Um, so just dealing with a lot of just loss, man. That's how that's how it is. Dealing with a lot of loss and and trying to make it. And trying to make it, to be completely honest, trying to make it out, right. um, and not, you know, that's not everybody's goal. But I know mine's early on was just I'm trying to get out of this place and not come back as much. Sure, yeah. <laughs> so I won't dive super deep into it, man. But it was wild growing up, but hey, I made it somewhere. So yeah. I'm appreciative of where I'm at, and I'm blessed. Right, right. Um, do you have any moments from that that like? specifically pushed you towards where you're at right now do you think or? um yeah a lot of them man uh 
and I know I'm gonna touch on some of it with uh, with one of our Q and A questions, but just uh, losing family members, man, and then losing it to health reasons and um, um, and and crime and things like that is just that pushed me to just kind of be the best person I can be and and explore life, uh, see what it's like elsewhere, because what I've dealt with there. Um, kind of made me want to like see like is it is it like this everywhere you mm. know um so that's loss is kind of what pushed me to go explore um and sports was another big reason I would say um that's kind of pushed me to just go explore see how life is elsewhere right right yeah no that hits hits for me too man like I definitely had like slightly different in terms like I said I was I was raised I was born in Africa so for me coming here that was like a wake up call and just like a shock right but I think also just having that chance of being born in a different space or a different country where like society is very different like one of the things that I used to specifically talk about when I first came here that used to be like the big key or big reminder back home was just like the lack of need to kind of just go, 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 right? So on the, like specifically Boston, New York area, right? There's just that need to kind of always be on the move. Like you can't really stop the city that doesn't sleep, New York, you know what I mean? So that was completely the opposite where I was from. Literally when I, I, I remember growing up, like going home for lunch, my whole family went home for lunch, literally like the city or the town or the country almost like shut down for those moments, you know what I mean? Where you kind of let people have that family or that need to kind of, you know what I mean? I don't know, like be together with others. And so that difference, then coming here, seeing what it was like here, I realized like, okay, there's definitely two different worlds wherever you go, or there's different realities depending on what you do. So let me try to continue to venture out and see what else is out there. Cause like for me, I think in that beginning, like from, not one to ten I guess I didn't really have that experience where there was a lot of crime or violence or stuff like that around me but then going into Boston it kind of just was like everywhere and one of the big things that they try to tell my parents like oh you can't let him go into public school because he's gonna go down this path or blah 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 so like they put me in Catholic school but then at the same time it's a Catholic school right next to the project so like you're seeing certain shit right and excuse my language but it's, it was just very jarring in those moments and like being that kid where I was 10 and everyone else around me is like full grown adults. Like my oldest, like my next sister is 10 years older than me. So there was just that gap difference. And so a lot of times I'm just observing and watching things and it was just like, oh damn, okay. This is how it works out here. And like, this is how people move. Is this the reality everywhere in America? Is this what it is? This is how you gonna make it or this is what you need to do and then like I said, that wake-up call with the woman calling me what she did and then me being like, oh, is it going to be different for me specifically? Like, how am I going to have to traverse or move around? Like, and yeah. So That's crazy, man. I think this is a good um, segue into our first question, man. Right, so I'm right. uh, sorry to do it to you again, but when did you first start to recognize stress triggers within your life? Oof. Honestly, I think it took a while for me, probably like, mid probably junior year of high school towards college and initially I think the first couple things that pushed it for me was 
in high school. I coming from my like my cultural background, right? My family wasn't really sports driven. They were all ac- academics, all like you got to do this, you got to graduate, you got to go to college and that's the only way you're going to make it. But me coming into an American society as a 10-year-old, everyone around me my age loves sports. So I started loving sports. And I fell in love with basketball. I fell in love with football. So these were things that were very different from my family. And so I think first inklings were with that, where, like, there was a disconnect. And I didn't have that reality where I could go to certain people in my family to talk about things that I was doing with my sports career or, like, the possibilities I could accomplish or things I could do with my life through sports. And so that was one of the first things that kind of jarred me, and I felt like this loneliness in a sense or a little bit of a depression started to build I think and then also financially was another one for me where college you know um so I went to a school in Plymouth State I mean in New Hampshire Plymouth State and small like state school but if you know anything about New Hampshire might not it's a very minority like non-minority driven or popular or sorry it is not a high minority population in new hampshire and so i ended up being in a space where i felt very alone i didn't really have a lot of people who looked like me or came from the spaces i came from and i couldn't really talk to them about certain things and i didn't know how to like maneuver getting a job in certain spaces i didn't have the connections that certain kids might have had and so that became a big issue for me where like i didn't know how to maneuver that I didn't know how to speak on it and I just kind of bottled it in and said you know what I'll figure it out tomorrow just keep pushing that's all you got to do so it was kind of like those were the first things where like I had to kind of look back and be like damn it definitely hit me and it kind of pushed my life into a different path for a little while so man I want to branch off and do just a quick side question so our overarching goal was talking about mental health right 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 so just imagine when you first started recognizing those early stress triggers, if somebody was there to kind of guide you to some help for right, that. Right, Um, I know, I mean, we know in our community, um, specifically in the black community, that it's, just, it's like an unspoken rule to not get help for what's mm-hmm. what's what's going on. It's like get through it, push through it, especially right. for men. Um, <clears throat> it's like fight through whatever you're going through. But just imagine if you were able to get somebody or somebody was able to guide you to some help, whether, whether that is therapy, counseling, um, you actually talking about these triggers with your parents. Right. Um, how do you think that would have changed the course of your life if – you would have had something of, of that nature. Oh, I can literally say I wouldn't have lost. There's like a three, four-year gap of life where, like, I was just lost and drowning. And so if had had I had that opportunity to have someone, like, see that I was in that space of, like, falling and drowning, those three years would have been probably shortened to maybe, like, one or six, seven months of me figuring things out and going, like you said, going to therapy and going to – different spaces to have that conversation and figure out what I needed to figure out to get past the things that I was dealing with. Right. And it, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Cause like, so one, one big major piece, right. Like one scarring moment that kind of like started that path was 
the piece that I talked about with the woman who called me the n-word she so I was in the fifth grade and having it we were in a summer camp and like just playing kickball in the middle of the park and shit and this woman older white woman just comes up to me and I'm in a school of majority all white kids I was like one of three black kids in my whole school Catholic school from kindergarten all the way to eighth grade and she just comes up to me and just like starts saying all these crazy comments to me to be honest I don't really remember a lot of it because like I said I was 10 years old but just the reason I'm talking about that specific story is like that took me five six years before I recognized like the scars and shit that it caused to me because as a five, as a 10 year old I'm just like I hear certain things and it processed and like I kind of understood what was happening but it made me more so like push it into a state of like anxiety of being like all right maybe I should move this way so that this doesn't happen to me you know what I mean like you start to change yourself rather than processing the reality of what you're dealing with and so in a lot of ways I think for specifically my experience with mental health there was long periods where I kept I got stuck and like I was drowning and like didn't know what was happening and like my body was reacting because it knew something had happened but or mentally I didn't really like, I, I guess I was kind of, like, in a fog. I didn't really process it. I knew it happened, but, you know what I mean? I didn't know how to traverse it, or I didn't know how to process it or cope with it, like you said. And if I had had that individual or any individual who could see that and help me, guide me through those things, it could have altered my life in a much different way. I, I definitely think there was, like, years where it would have shortened that stress and that struggle, you know what I mean? So... Yeah, absolutely, man. And and I I, I want to just re- reiterate this real quick. Um, we're not sitting here pushing therapy, mm. counseling because not everybody is comfortable doing that. Not every that's not it's not for everybody. Right. But we want to open this dialogue, man. To to when you when you feel something like that, or you go through some experiences like that, to find somebody to talk to it doesn't have to be a a mental health profession you know if your parents guide you to that or if you if that's something you choose to do then you know so be it but it's is bottling bottling it in is is the cancer right and that is where it leads to so many different avenues um and hurting you in so many different ways and so this this is why we're talking about this man to have to have that conversation man and, and and to open the dialogue to 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 have those very uncomfortable conversations um so yeah man it's it's important man and and i man it probably would have changed your life man who knows but it's it's definitely important exactly and to even go off of what you're saying i think the thing i realized in those moments i kind of created this reality in myself where i thought i was alone i couldn't do i I didn't you know I, i come from a family of seven i'm one of seven two parents that have like been there for for me as as much as they physically can emotionally can but in those moments i thought i was by myself because i had created this reality of thinking that like i couldn't have that conversation i couldn't have that dialogue because i have to be a man i have to hold it in i have to bottle it in and like you said the goal here is to break those walls down and help people understand it's okay to talk it's okay to not be okay man it's okay to struggle and talk about that and real. have that conversation and like you said find that person that you're comfortable with it doesn't have to be a therapist it doesn't have to be a guidance counselor it doesn't have to be your parents or whatever it could be just someone who you're comfortable with who keeps 
you feeling safe and helps you feel comfortable in those moments to open up and express what is going on and then hopefully work together to move past that or move forward you know what i mean or work on that so yeah man i love what you said it's okay to not be okay man that's one thing that we don't you know we don't put emphasis on is that mm-hmm. you know we feel in some type of way it's like bury it down don't talk about it get through this man you got it you 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 know you'll be all, you'll be all right life goes on type thing right. but it's like man no i'm right now i'm not okay i'm not right. mentally not okay emotionally i'm not okay um i need to find a way to you know to express my what i'm feeling you know right um so i think that's important man but um I'm going to kind of go ahead and talk about my when I first started recognizing my stress triggers in life, uh, and we'll go for there, go from there. So kind of like you, man, when I was in uh, early high school, freshman, man, to be completely honest with you, I was thinking about this uh, before I talked, um, before I was going to speak, and I was just like, man, as a kid, you don't recognize it, but you, you feel it inside you. Like mm-hmm. something triggered you, but you don't know how to deal with it or cope right. with it or, or process even it. process it, right? So I'm like, in high school, man, is re- where I really started to be able to process certain things. Right. Um, and I one of my earliest moments, man, I, I'm going to be completely honest right now, is um, seeing some of my peers, I, I play sports, so seeing right. some of my friends that I play basketball with, with their fathers. Mm-hmm. Um I didn't have the strongest relationship with my dad growing up. And so seeing friends with, with, with their dads in their life coming to their games and things like that was like, it was like, man, like, I wish my dad was here. And my dad did, like, he did make it some of my games, right. but not all of them. So right. seeing that was like a trigger for me. It was like, man. And I had a stepdad, so don't, don't let me not um, act, say I, like I didn't have right. a father right. figure in my life, but. Um, it's, di- it's different. It's right? different right? when it's your blood, like your, yeah. you know, your blood or whatever. Um, so not having, like, my father there all the time was one of the first, like, triggers I started to recognize. And then, like, him and my mom didn't have the best relationship, so that played a part in him not right. being in my life. Um, and so me not being able to say, like, I wasn't able to co- go to my mom and say, I really miss my dad and would like and, and I need him to be a part of my life because I didn't know how she would take that. Right. Like my mom is she's a saint, but that's not something you could just go be like, Hey mom, your ex I miss, I need him in my right. life. Right. Um It's not an easy conversation. It's not an easy to conversation. Have, and, yeah. and it's not something that she could notice because I was good at hiding it. I was smiling my face, went to school every day, played basketball, like I did my job. Right. Um and so that's just not it's not it wasn't something I did and so it was a it was a trigger that I recognized and it really bothered me mm-hmm. and it led me to making it led to my decision making in, right. in all facets of life like um, of course I was in high school so financial decisions wasn't a thing back then for right, me right. at least but um, when it came to relationships when it came to um, sports um, in sports I would feel lonely because mm-hmm. I like I said I didn't have my dad there so right, I felt right. lonely um, and I felt, and it, it drove me, right? It was one of those things, because you're young man, we, we were all, right, young right. black man, we were always told, like, get through it, fight through it. So I was just right, like, oh, right. I'm going to use that to fuel me, right? right? And I did, but I wasn't, at the time, I wasn't the best at basketball. I was a freshman, I played JV, I wasn't the best at, ba- wasn't the best at basketball. Right. So I, I had that natural feeling of being lonely, and it somehow got to a point where, 
I wanted, I really, I needed to have a relationship with my dad. Mm -hmm. And our, our common denominator between that was he was big into sports. Right. And so I played on a travel team. Um, it, there, I had friends that lived in Flint, which is where my dad is from. Mm -hmm. um, and it got to a point where we got so close, our travel team was so good that, um, and I was starting to get better, that it was, I needed a change. Right, right. Um, my high school wasn't cutting it. I wasn't, I, I, I ended up getting on varsity, but. Um, they weren't at the level that you needed them to be at to push you. That, and they were, we were so good that me personally, I didn't have the strength to stay in it and grow within them. Cause uh, I, I wanted change to fit me. Right. Right. Um, and so it ended up, it ended up ending with me being able to create a relationship with my dad and me moving with him. Um, yeah, it was dope, man. So I ended up moving with my dad, age 15, mm -hmm. didn't know what would come of it. Um, we didn't, like I said, we didn't have the best relationship. So we butt heads a right, lot. Right. Um, I was 15. I was young, not the smartest, but we butt heads a lot. Um, he had me, I was going to a, a Catholic high school, Powers Catholic high school. They were at the time really good in basketball. They had a player who was ranked in the country. Um, they had just went to like the sweet 16 in the state championship. I was geeked. I was ready to go. Right. But once I started to live with him, man, I got cold feet. I was just mm -hmm. like. I, f I was like, I don't, I know him, but I don't really know him. So right, I didn't right. feel 100% comfortable right. with him. But then again, I didn't talk about it, right? I didn't go mm -hmm. to him and talk to him, talk to him about how I felt. I like bottled it, it in, shrunk down, went to like my last resort, which is calling my mom because I was a mama. I'm a mama's boy. Right. She came and got me. Boom, I ain't live with my dad anymore. Yeah. Wild situation, man. I go back to the same school that I was at. Went back to went back in the same scenarios. Not still not talking about what's actually what's why why did right. everything happen the way it happened, and why am I back in a position that I was just in? Um, you so chose what was safe. Exactly, exactly. What was safe, what was comfortable, right. and not saying that that was wrong. Right, right. Um, but it's just how everything happened. Like it wasn't. Mm -hmm. There wasn't conversations of the real issue, the root of the issue. Right. So it. So how I was feeling led to me making rational decisions and it still mm -hmm. it still happens to this day man right. like i i get to points where um i make impulsive decisions based off how i'm feeling mm -hmm. and it and i'm not saying that that's wrong right but it just sometimes leads to not the best decisions exactly. to sometimes good decisions so it's it's wild man how how you feel and what's bothering you your triggers lead mm -hmm. to your decision makings even like in that moment and down the line, so it's it's a wild it's it's a wild thing, man, and it it it's crazy, man. It's it's crazy, and 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 if we go back to the question that I asked you, was like, if I got the help that I needed right. at an early age, freshman year high school, how would my life yeah how would my life have changed? Because um, I ended up losing my dad at sixteen, and it's it's wild. He got killed inside of his van. I ended up moving back with him at the age of 16. So I right, went back right. home for a year and moved back with him at 16 um, to give it another go because I just was like, I don't know what it was, man. Right. Maybe it was like a sign that mm -hmm. God was telling me, like, hey, you don't have that much time left with your dad. You need to get, get move with him. Can, right? um, so I ended up moving back with him. Basketball, was again, was our common denominator because that was just sports was pushed. Um, 
heavy on, in my life or whatever. Academics mm-hmm. was too. Right, right. But um, I ended up moving back with him, and it's so wild because we got so close, man. My dad was like my best friend right before he got killed, um, and it was so crazy. It was, but it was a time, man, where it was the hardest thing in my life, mm-hmm. um, and not this was before he got killed. It was the hardest thing in my life to be with him because he was pushing me to become the best person I can be. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was that was hard for me because yeah, I had right. never been pushed to that pushed to that level. Right. And it was also the like deep down the best time of my life because I had really started to create a relationship with my dad. We was doing things. I got a little brother, like he was involved in, in these things. Like he was right. playing basketball too. So it was it was crazy, man, because I was finally I finally felt um like complete. Mm. I finally felt like I had what I had needed and then it was like when it was gone, like when he passed away or when he right. got killed, bro, everything changed for me. I went back down to that spiral and it it it, it got worse cuz right, I right. the the one thing that I sought out for so long, I had and then it was, it was gone. gone. And still after that, the wildest thing, man, I never went and got help after my dad got killed. I never went to I didn't talk to to a therapist, people pushed it on me, but mm-hmm. I was like, nope, because I, I, I was taught that that's not something you go do. Right. Like, you don't go talk to a therapist about your problems. You deal with it. So me being 16, young, not the smartest, I was just like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. I'm right. going to get through this. My dad set me up for the rest of my life, and all I need to do is execute the plan he had for me. That was literally my thought process. Damn. And it's, it's wild, man. It's a crazy thing, but that that was it, and it – and it led to me making rash decisions throughout high school. It led to me being um, this person that didn't talk about their emotions. Um, my relationship aspect of it was just not the best. I was going, like, having girlfriends in and out. They didn't – my relationship wasn't lasting long. I couldn't mm-hmm. deal with girls for longer than a couple months. Right. Like, it was, it was just wild, man. I was just this I – I won't say I was emotionless, but it would present – I would present okay. that because um, deep down, like when I was by myself, I would cry. I would I would be angry. I would break stuff. Like I was I was angry. Right, right. But when you're in the public face, you just like I'm this regular kid that had a tra- a traumatic experience, and still I was at, I was at basketball practice the, the the next day. Damn. Yeah. So like even even your coach and staff or nothing, no one kind of try to give you like try to help you or say like hey. Maybe take a little time and space away or take this moment to kind of process it. No. They they did. Like people tried that, but I was just you like, just man, this is that. the only thing that can that right. that that got me that made me want to be live. That made me want to live right now. This is this is it. My basketball coach was the first person I called. Damn. And I just I was crying. I said, I don't wanna leave. I don't wanna go back home. I'm like, mm-hmm. I wanna finish what my dad started. That was literally my first the first person I called. I didn't even call my mom. My basketball coach was the first person I called. And it was just it was wild, man, because I went into that survival instinct right. of, like, the only way for me to get through life is to finish what he started. Right. And I, I think back to it all the time. I'm, I'm, I'm blessed. Like I said, I'm blessed for where I'm at in life. But I think back to it. If I would have gotten the help that I needed, right. man, who knows what, like, life could be for me right now. And not, and I'm not saying that life is bad right. by any means, but I could be at a different level. Mm-hmm. My mindset could be different. You right, know, right. it took a lot for me to get where I'm at mentally. Right. 
but the beautiful thing though too i'm gonna try to po- point at is like the de- the huge thing i picked up from that con- like that story is just the fact that he helped you grow that was like the big thing that he was pushing in those moments and like you said he was trying to make you the best person that you possibly could be and then at that time you only saw it through basketball but like look at where you're at now we're having a conversation and like you said earlier the goal here is to create a community where people are comfortable having these conversations and breaking those walls down and you're taking that step right now you're building that like you're building that pathway for yourself to get towards that place you know what i mean and so yeah it's unfortunate that you weren't able to get to the place that you could have possibly been but now you're at a place where you're starting to get to the place where you will definitely be at right and we will create this community where people can comfortably come and continue to spread their message and their experiences and so the goal is to continue to grow and continue to build that uh, safety net and that's that mindset where people can open up about the things that have happened and try to process it and you know what I mean go through life in a better path rather than continuing to bottle it in and keep ourselves at a place where we're almost like at the edge of just blown up or falling off the edge or whatever it might be you know so but damn yeah that that I'm 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 sad that that is how it happened, but I'm happy that it got you to this point, you know? Man, I, I I think about it all the time. I'm like, that was a very traumatic experience, Yeah. but what came of it was something beautiful. Yeah, I'm like, I, I can talk people to, to they blew, I could talk to people to they blew in the face, man, about just your mindset and, 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 mm-hmm. and, and, getting somewhere in life and not letting and not letting things hold you down right um, right but it's is i'm glad that you said that like man you 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 can bounce back you know right you, you can bounce back you can you can create it's, there's a path forward through everything that you've been through right man. and it's and it's it's okay to let it out you know mm-hmm. to express it man don't bottling it in is where you become this is that 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 coke that you shake or that Literally. pop bottle that you shake and, and and it's waiting for somebody to pop it off. Right. Exactly. And, and that and that's where it leads to those decisions that haunt you for the rest of your life, man. Or right. decisions that could lead like uh, have you end up in jail or end up dead. Or right. or something, you know, bad happening. So it is crazy, man, but beautiful things come from the worst situations, man. But Letting it out, man. It's just it's it's where we at. It's the key, man. It's the key to this podcast. It's, For real. It's talking about it and opening that dialogue, man. I, I mean, that's so true. I mean, you and you talked about like just that bottle, that Coke bottle, where people are almost just like on the edge and ready to explode. I think of so many situations where like we could probably have similar situations where we know of people who've been in moments where like gun violence or some somebody gets killed or shot over the stupidest situation. And the reality is the person in like the not the victim but the actor in that situation they might have been pushed to that point over the smallest thing but the reality is behind all that they're dealing with a mountainful of stuff that has brought them to that edge and the reality is we could avoid those little moments and and i'm not saying we're going to solve every single situation like that but 
it starts off with that conversation with that dialogue and it, and we could change a lot of things through that dialogue. exactly man and we going we going to leave y'all we going to leave y'all with that man so we're not giving y'all too much it's, it's a lot more to come in it's right. a lot more dialogue still need to happen um, right, right. and we going we going to continue to to chop at it man every episode we just appreciate any support um and we going we going to love y'all and y'all give us uh, y'all love, and we appreciate anybody or everybody who can um, just support what we're doing here because it's exactly. it's gonna it's gonna turn into a movement for real. Mm-hmm. Spread the message, and we're gonna break those walls down, man. For real. Yep.